Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lord, we thank you for allowing us in your presence this evening. Father, I'd like to speak tonight about a message you've been giving me. And Lord, it, it's going along with what is being said everywhere that the war is coming. And Lord, the war that's coming has a different aspect. And that aspect is the aspect of the revival, the setting apart of your people, the bringing forth your kingdom. <clears throat> and Lord, I'd like to review that tonight. And Lord, I'd like to review it in the concept of it's the birthing of the man-child. And I'd like to explain that because you've opened that scriptures up to me in a very remarkable way. And I believe that people should consider it and study the scriptures and they will see, I believe, what you're showing here to be true. The verses are in Revelation 12, 1 to 6. It says, Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of twelve stars. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, seven and seven diadems on his head. On his heads. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them onto the earth. Threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God in his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she was has a place prepared by God that she should feed her there 1,260 days. Now, this parable of the Lord's has confused me greatly over the years and confused many people. And there's been many concepts of what this means. There's been concepts of this is the Lord, and that's what I believe, because clearly he was the one caught up to God in this throne. And then there was the one that maybe this is representing the church, and some others think it's a, a single person. But it's very clear if we study the fullness of the scriptures of what the Lord is talking about here, and it's very deep. And I'd like to reveal that to you because it's it's marvelous to my eyes when God opened this up and made it known what it is. Clearly, it is not a single person. And clearly, it's it's not just the Lord it's speaking of because it goes on and makes clear here that the... the child that was born was to, was to rule all nations with a rod of iron and her child was caught up to God in his throne was to rule all nations means it was a predetermined cause it's going to be was to rule meaning it hasn't happened yet but it's going to rule all the nations with a rod of iron and clearly that is the work of the Lord but when we go to the um Verses of Revelation 2, we're talking to the fourth church, the fourth called out assembly, 
called Tharatira. This name means a performer, a perfume, a good smell, or a sacrifice of labor. It's very interesting. It, it just ties in with the sacrifice of the righteous acts of good works required of the elect who are set aside and being refined in Revelation 19, 1-10, who are getting prepared for the rapture event that is described in Psalms 50 and 4 when he comes to take up those who have done a sacrifice, made a sacrifice. This is the sacrifice he's talking about. The, the fourth church is also the way of the fourth spirit. The seven churches of the book of Revelation are involved with each one, represents the spirit that it is involved with. It becomes very clear when you study them out. The fourth church is the spirit of the counsel of the Lord. It's a council of judgment and reward. The Lord both rewards and he judges at the time of the judgment. And his desire is that he rewards the people, but he also wants to correct us so that we would fall backwards and see our evil and turn from it and choose to do good. But if we look at this church and consider what we've talked about here with the man-child, that it's going to rule over the heavens with a rod of iron, you see in verse 26 that what the Lord is saying, um, in verse 25, I'm sorry, start there. It says, but hold fast what you have till I come, and he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessel. As I also have received from my father, and I will give him the morning star. It says, and I will give him the morning star. The clues are just all over this verse. Because first of all, it's talking to all those who will set themselves apart by truth, which is the requirement of John seventeen seventeen. And which is the words of God. His truth is the words of God. And it is his law. His truth is his law. Psalms 119, 142. So we see here that the man child should be all those elect who set themselves apart by the kingdom. Because they're all going to do what? They're going to, to do righteous acts of the saints. They're going to rule over the heavens with the righteous acts of the saints. You know, the rule over the heavens. The heavens is not going to respond to anything that's outside the will of God. And vengeance is God's, as it says in Hebrews 10.31. So he will take care of vengeance. We have to do the righteous acts of the saints to be refined and bring forth the knowledge of the glory of the Lord until it covers the earth. And it's also pointing to us that we're going to go back to the likeness of the Garden of Eden. That's a very interesting statement, too, that applies to the man-child. But consider first here, before we leave this Revelation 2, this fourth church, this church that's testifying of the way of the counsel of the Lord, which all of the work of that church is about the counsel of the Lord. See, these churches aren't just periods of time in history as has been taught, and I, I thought that for a long time. But as God opens this up and you begin to understand the knowledge of the say of the seven spirits and the knowledge of his works and the fullness of the scriptures and the way of his words, you begin to see that these churches are the combination of us. We are to learn each of these ways, the faults and the good part so that we turn to the good because the rewards are for all of us from each church if we will do that the seventh church he will come in and feed us which means he'll give us the food of strength for example the the, the lukewarm church if we will turn and, and open the door and let him come in and eat with us and that's really the, the work of the marriage supper of the lamb 
which is on earth. That's always been taught that's in heaven. We're going to be have a, a thing in heaven, I'm sure, because God has shown visions of, of banquet halls and crowns and so forth up there. But we don't get that till we go up. What we do have here at this time is the Lord is prepared to feed us with the knowledge of truth from afar. He's going to do it from the throne of God, when, which is in the capstone, the judgment throne. Uh, according to Ezekiel 1, there's a throne above the firmament, which is the throne of God that's the almighty throne. But there's also a throne that they put, that they set up. He tells you in Daniel 7, he sets it up in Daniel 7 verse 9. And in Revelation 4, he tells you he sets it up and that's in the capstone because the presence, in the presence of them is the four living creatures, which is Ezekiel 1 explains is below the throne of heaven, but within the firmament. Where the firmament comes to a point there, God's throne is above that, right above that. Okay, getting back to this, he says, I will give him the morning star. This is a key, key thing that tells you that this is the man-child being birthed. Because what he's telling you here is that the Lord is rising as the son of righteousness. He's going to give us the authority, which is the star, to give, to call upon his words for righteous acts of the saints. I will give you the morning star. The star that gives, and remember, the, the stars make known and, and provide the good works to us. In other words, they, they bring these things forth from the earth as we require of it. Now, Zephaniah 3.8.9 gives us a little bit more of a clarity. It says this. It says, Therefore, wait for me until the day I rise up for plunder. My determination is to gather the nations to my assembly of kingdoms, to pour on them my indignation, all my fierce anger, all the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy, the manifestation of my word. For then I will restore to the peoples a pure language that they, I, they, may, that they all may call on the name of the Lord to serve him with one accord. And that is um, in Hebrews one shoulder, to walk with him in one shoulder. One shoulder, the man child, one shoulder. Everybody's the same. Everybody's got the same authority. Everybody's got the right. They're going to to call upon his words to bring forth righteous acts. Everybody has that authority. That is what the man-child is representing. God is telling us this. Now, why does he call it was? Was to rule. Was to rule. That's very important. When you consider what he's saying here, and he tells us in other places, we have to be reborn again by water. In other words, we have to go back to day one and be separated apart. First work of the, the, the first day of creation is the work of the first spirit of God, which is the spirit of the Lord, which separates the light from the darkness, which is exactly what he's doing here in Zephaniah 3.8.9. He's going to cause people, even those that are under punishment, are going to walk in the way of the words, or they get um, not in the way of words for good works, but they're going to honor his words, or they're going to get more punishment. They're going to give honor to him and glory to him. Or they will be punished further. But to those who are set apart for good, they're going to have the right of the morning star to call upon his words, which is his name. Revelation 19, 11, 13 tells that we don't know his name. And the name that we don't know is the word of God. John 1, 1 to 5. In the beginning was the word. See, we have to go back and get the words. He put the words in us. And I've explained this in a writing I'm bringing out. That explains the creation account of the first four days of creation, but especially verse uh, 
uh, the first day of creation, it breaks it down and gives a lot of information about these things. Like what? It, why is it void? Why is it formed? I mean, what's it mean to be formed and so on? Why? What is the meaning of void? Those things are parables. The whole Genesis 1 is written in the way of the parables God. Now, we must remember something. A man-child, that's a clue. The clue to that is, where did Eve come from? She came from the rib of Adam. Where did Adam come from? From the earth. Where did the earth particles come from? From the waters. The particles in the beginning were for the heaven and the earth. All the particles that were going to be required to form the heaven and the earth was in the waters. The place called the waters, which is the storehouses of God, which is told and clarified in, uh, for example, in Psalms 104. It tells you these are the storehouses of God above the heavens. There were all the particles, and then in the midst of this waters, this physical thing called the waters, he uh, made the firmament and an empty expanse within it, and then he took particles out of the firmament, out of the waters and placed them into the firmament, and as he tells you in Job 26.7, he hung the earth on nothing. Because the particles will go exactly where he tells them to go. God controls all space, all particles. This is critical for us to understand. If we don't understand and believe this, that we don't understand that God has authority over all things. Because one of the things that God is going to do at this time, he's going to punish the people by what? The plagues. And what are the plagues that Tessarit going to do? He's going to dissolve things. He'll dissolve the idols. He's going to dissolve the particles like of the tongue and of the eyes of certain people who... Those people, Zechariah fourteen twelve, that come against him, he's going to show them his authority over the particles. Because when they were prepared back in Genesis 1, 1, all the particles ever required for them were placed into the waters. But they did not use their eyes to see his truth and see his works, as he tells them in Romans 1, 18 to 22 to do. Because of, he said, all the creation bears witness to his Godhead and to his eternal power which is his words. He tells you in Ecclesiastes 8.4, the words of the king, the power is found. So what I'm saying to you is the man-child that's about to be birthed is the saints who receive the words of God and seal themselves up and go back and renew themselves because remember he's saying he's going to renew the mind. Why does he have to renew the mind? Because our mind is filled with doctrines of the teachings of the church that is erred. The Lord tells us that we're going to be judged by his words at this time in John twelve forty eight. But the church, just like the house of Israel back in the days when Jesus came, rejected the message of the words that back in Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19, they told that he was going to come into the world to bear witness to the words of God and do the works of, of God. That These words enable the works of God. These words had the full measure of the Spirit of God in them, John three thirty four. Jesus said he, in John eighteen thirty seven in his trial before Pilate, I came into the world to bear witness to the truth. And he tells us in John seventeen seventeen, just before that, in John seventeen seventeen, he tells us that we at this time must be set apart from the world by truth. And what is truth? He says, It's the word of God. See the words of God, they're set apart. His thoughts are higher than ours, his ways are higher than ours. But how are ways and thoughts formed? They're formed in words. Same words as us, but he takes those words and gives greater meanings to them. That's why he uses them in parables throughout the Bible. He's trying to teach us to dig for the knowledge of the parable. Genesis 1 is a parable. It explains all things that he made by his words using the words and bearing witness to those words. And he only uses a little of them because it doesn't take a lot of words to come forth and do all the things because God prepares everything in advance. Jesus tells us in Luke that we 
he'd never go to a king will never go to battle unless he's thought it out from the beginning to the end and if he doesn't have the ability to win he will go make peace before it becomes or he knows what will happen to him so we have to understand that what the man child is is this this is adam and eve before they were adam and eve in other words they were back in the waters that's why the Lord says we must be born again, washing the water of the words. There's many people that say water baptism isn't important today. Yes, it is. He tells us in, in um, Ephesians 5, 25 to 27, but we must be washed by the water of the words or we will not be refined. In other words, we've got to go back and renew our relationship with God, understand what he did, understand what he created, understand all the good works, understand the way of God. He, can, he layered the substance of all of us within the earth, as David tells us in Psalms 139, 15 to 17. You'll see it there. He layered us into the earth, our substance. When we, when we were not yet formed and none of our days were existing yet. Because he did it at the beginning. He did it in day three when he made the earth. He layered us in there. He tells us in Isaiah fifty-one sixteen that he put put his words in us from that time. That's why the Lord said we've got to go back and wash in the water of words. He put the words in us in day one. I was thinking it was day three, but it was day one. And in the writing, you'll see the scriptures identifying this is true. He put them into us in day one, the only way possible. When there says, let there be light, that's what separated our particles from all things because God had a plan for each one of us. So the male child that was to rule, meaning from the beginning he gave us the right to dominion, as he tells us on day six when he, he blessed us with dominion. From the beginning he gave us the words that would rule over the heavens because the heavens were put into place to do what? To give us the signs and seasons, but also to rule over us. He tells us in Job 12.8 that we can speak to the earth and it'll teach us. See, the, the words are in the heavens. And if we do the way the words, speaking to the earth, asking it to teach us the way, the earth, the heavens will pour out the blessings to cause things to be made known to us. The world, if you look at it, the earth has what? He says that all the creation is made to bear witness to him. We're going to see that people come back from paradise and they talk about the rivers singing, the trees speaking, things like this. They sing songs. They're teaching constantly the way of the words. Can trees on earth speak? Because every particle, Isaiah forty twenty six, he tells us there that he numbered all the particles, meaning he measured them, gave them their appointed time, gave them their requirement, and he called them by name, the work for the kingdom that he's got to do. The hosts are all particles, all the way down to the particles as they were singly separated and assigned to us back in day one. And like, like David says in Psalms 39, they were for all my days. In other words, even when you rub your arm and you have dust of uh, skin fall off and hairs fall out, all those were prepared from day one. Day one of creation. It was all there, prepared for us. You know, people say we have no ability to, to for example, um, wager our lifespan. That's not true, actually. If you go to Deuteronomy 11, 18 to 21, the Lord tells us if we will keep his words and teach him in our household and, and honor them in our household and trust in him and live in the way of his words as, uh, as frontlets to our eyes, then he says it'll add to our lives years, add years to our lives. So yes, additional years is possible when we do this. 
Otherwise, you can't barter with God. But there you can barter with God. God gives you the way that says, by this way, I will add years to your life. So you have the way of doing this and saying, God, teach me so I can do this. Teach me. He says, speak to the earth and it will teach you. The earth is not a mother earth, for example, like that. You know, that people talk like it is some kind of spiritual thing. It is, it is work of God. These elements have a purpose. The heavens have a purpose. The earth can't do anything unless the heavens, the words in the heavens that rule over us, agree. And they go by the law of God according to the blessing that he spoke over to us on day six, on day six of creation. They, you know, we are to accomplish all that he prepared for us. If we desire to, if we follow his way and walk in his path, and years will be added unto us. They didn't do this before the flood, and God reduced the ages dramatically after that. Shem still lived a long time because he was born before then. Those that were born that came on the ark with Noah, his children lived a long time. Their lives were long. But after that, it began to reduce dramatically right away. What we see is that the male child, is what I'm trying to say, the male child is representing all of us from the beginning. And God is looking for the sons of God to arise. Those to whom the words come, John 10, 34 to 37, are sons of God, little gods. All of them, according to Revelation 2 in the church of Thyatira, he says, to all of them, he will give them the authority to rule with a rod of iron. They are the male child. And why are they male? Because where was Eve? From the bone of Adam she came forth. He, he formed her out of the rib. Now, both of them were in the earth at the same time. God knew what he was going to use with the elements to do that. And he formed her from that. He had it unto it. It's a blessing adding unto for Eve. But all of us come forth from the earth because we're all created in there. But it was the basic using the elements of that rib, he multiplied and made Eve and come forth from that. But she was what? In reality, this is God speaking about abortion, for example. Everything that enters the womb is from God. We have no right to take a life by abortion. Even Eve was what? A male child. Understand what I mean? She was from the beginning and she came forth from the rib of Adam formed by the Lord. But all the particles were there to create her from that rib. It sounds complicated when you think about it that way, but just consider the fact that what God is pointing to in this, and I'm not trying to to go into the the gay thing. It's nothing like that at all. Not, Not at all like that. What I'm pointing out is that God made us all in the waters and that's why he had to take it from Adam so that Eve was equal in this case not made second she was from him they were married together and we were all made together on day one of creation and when the Lord said let there be light our particles were there and he assigned our particles their name and so forth when he did that he already numbered them he numbered them put them in the waters but then he gave them a name he gave us the words So we have to come back to the male child, that concept of knowledge. That's why the water reborn is going to the knowledge of truth. And he he says, renew your mind with the word of God. We have to renew our mind. We don't understand. We have lots of doctrines that we believe in. We have, whether it's, you know, we believe in this church, we believe in prosperity, we believe in these other things. Um, I don't care what it is you're believing in. 
But you have to get in alignment with with the new covenant of the Lord. A new covenant is that we will do righteousness. That's why he's going to give us the morning star. If we are not doing righteousness, what right have we got to ask for the morning star? What right have we got for that? We will not have it. You know, Revelation um, 12 is broken up in four parts. The first part is all about this male child. And then the the second part is um, about Satan kicked out of the out of the second heaven, which was done on, I'm going by scripture. If according to scripture is correct, then the entrance of his words was beginning of the evening of the day of the Lord, because he said, let there be light in Zechariah 14, 7. The entrance of his words gives that light. Psalms 119, 130. Therefore, it started in 2003 when the knowledge of the words of God were open, that pure language was open. And then if that's true, then we're at the same situation here where the Lord is saying, um, that you know Satan was kicked out at that time because he tells us in the next section that's in Revelation 12, 7 to 9 uh, Archangel Michael kicked them out of the second heaven they're now on the earth and they're refined to the earth they're not up in the stars and places like that they're on the earth there's no aliens out there there's no asteroids that can come in without the authority of God so because God it tells you in the scriptures that God owns the heaven and the heavens but the earth he's given to the dominion of man. So now that he's cast Satan down to the earth, the devil himself is limited to the earth. He can only block you from blessings coming forth. He can't add to them anymore. He can't do things. He can't go before God and want this or that. He knows what his limitations are, and he's going to do everything he can to overcome us. But there's no aliens out there. He has, Satan has never had access to the pit. He can't bring anything forth from the pit. And so all the demons and all that are on the earth and working hard at this time. But they're on the earth. Yeah, they can go into the ground of the earth, but they can't go down into the pit. And people say there's a gate to the pit. No, there's no gate to the pit. Satan, the, all the heavens are controlled by God. Satan has never had authority of anything beyond the heavens. He wants to have authority over the waters because of where the blessings and the real treasures are. Because even the eternal city is already prepared there. But, you know, it's... Satan is blocking this, or trying to get to that, uh, but he cannot get to it. Now, that's why he keeps talking about the circle. He wants the people to come out of the earth and come outside the circle. Um, you know, he did that with the, you saw that with the CERN um, dance thing they had. What they're talking about is coming out of the water, out of the waters into the pit, because he, his only way to get control of the waters is to destroy all of man. That's what he says in Jeremiah 33 and so forth. He has to do that to get control. Okay. The next section is uh, Revelation 12, 10 to 12. And in there, the Lord said um, that we have the ability. What he's saying is from the beginning of the day, the Lord, 2003, the people, he was calling the people to receive the word of truth. And that was true. You could hear prophecy after prophecy after prophecy. Receive the word of truth. Receive the words. Hear the word. You know, people just deny it and it's no different than it was in jesus's time he was telling them to get the knowledge of the words and all the way to the cross they did not get it not even his disciples got it but after the cross when he poured the spirit upon them because he had paid the price for his blood and he was now allowed to do that he breathed upon them and what happened they received the words and with the words what happened they got understanding luke 24 44 and 45 they got understanding of the scriptures 
he was able to cause them to understand it. But right now, the people don't seek this. And the Gentiles, this is your time. This is the time of the Gentiles. All those, because that's a male child is talking about, it's about all the creation. All the people who were created, it's not just the Jewish people, it's not any of them. That's why it's so important to understand what the male child is. It's all people who will turn to the Lord and seek the knowledge of truth and understand we're going to be judged by his words. He said we don't love him if we don't hear his words, John fourteen twenty three to 24. And many other places he says you're not of me if you will not hear his words. And he says, I will not testify of you before God if you will not uh, keep my words. And he told us, that those to whom the word comes, they're the disciples. There's many people that call themselves disciples. Many people call themselves apostles. Many people want to call themselves a prince or a keeper of this or that. You have no authority to even enter the kingdom until we turn and re- repent for our sins because our sins are gross. There are many. We, we have a pagan nation. We have the, the obelisk in the kingdom. We, we seek after these dollars. We do the 501c3. We got people now wanting to run for office to the government when the Lord has told us at this time to come out from following these leaders. And people are, are negotiating and doing things and sending weapon systems to Israel. Israel will not be solved by a war. Israel will not be solved by, by weapon systems. Neither will America. The only thing that will set apart his people, because this is a, a war being allowed to be brought about by God for the punishment of the people who will not hear. If we will hear his words in turn, he tells us in John 5.24 that he will give us eternal life, plus we'll pass through these judgments. It won't affect us, and we'll get the morning star, and then we'll be refined, and then we'll start to shine like the firmament forever, as it says in Daniel twelve two to 3. It's time for the birthing, which is the turning back, the washing of the people by the water of the word, meaning go back to the knowledge of the first day of the creation and learn it all anew. Renew your mind. The Lord says renew your mind. Paul says renew your mind. We have to renew our mind. Our mind is corrupted. Our mind is filled with doctrine that has no power. Our mind is filled with everything except the fullness of the scriptures. If we would believe the scriptures, we would understand his words. And we'd understand that all of us are going to walk with one shoulder. Yes, God is going to give knowledge to certain ones and they're going to be, you know, be able to answer questions. But they're teachers. He's going to appoint judges which were teachers. The teachers of old, the judges always led the people in teaching. They were the first ones to teach the people. And the job that we have to do is bring forth the knowledge of the glory of the Lord all over the earth. They're all going to be judged. The vengeance is God's. He's going to judge them with the judgment. We don't have to tell them. I mean, the thing is, we need to tell them the judgment is coming. But we need for us to be accepted by the Lord to walk humbly before him and walk in righteousness. We have to be the ones setting forth the revival. If we don't do that, you expect to be in the kingdom? You shouldn't. That's going to be a real problem for people. That's why the Lord says, you know, there's going to be many that were healers, many that were prophets, many many were uh, uh, cast out demons. What good's it going to do them? And consider that. What's, what good's it going to do an army that's fighting an enemy? It, it doesn't do any good because you're fighting with the wrong battle. And remember, above all, the Lord is telling us to love our neighbors and the rest of it. We must do this. And whether you like it or not, we must do this. If we don't do this, if we don't repent and understand that these poor people are going to judgment, and if we have no pity on them, you know, if we have no mercy in our heart, then we are not like God because God has waited all this time. He's allowed these people. He could have struck down all of us at any time. But he's allowed us all to come to this point 
that we might turn and come out to him. And there'll be a time when, when the, that ends. But if we don't go forth to do the harvest, which is what the Lord is wanting us to do, and work on the harvest, and understand they're going to come against that harvest. They're going to try to stop that harvest. And God is going to intervene to stop that. And, you know, it tells us very clearly in Luke and so on that they're going to do this. They're going to persecute. But the point is, He's going to stop it. He's going to intervene. He's going to allow us to come forth in the kingdom because he said he's going to give dominion to to his, the upright in the morning of the day of the Lord. And we're in the morning. It started with the spring of this year. We're in the morning. Psalms 49, 14 tells us he's going to give the uh, dominion to the upright, upright of those walking in righteousness. Walking in righteousness. That's very important. That's why it's a morning star coming. I pray that helps you. Now, there's one other thing about Revelation 12, 1 to 6 I'd like to add, which might give some more clarity to it. Um, understand this is really interesting. It says, She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God in his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness, where she was, has a place prepared by God that they should feed her there 1,260 days. I believe that this is pointing to a very interesting event. What it, I believe it's pointing to is the her child, the male child, which is all these people, are going to be raptured. They're caught up to God in his throne, which is what he's telling you in Revelation 15, 1-4. They're standing on the crystal sea before the throne. Now, interesting thing about this is that after they're caught up, which is going to be in the mid, middle of the morning. Now, we're in the first year of the morning. The middle of the morning is going to be uh, three years from the Feast of Tabernacles this year, somewhere in that area. We don't know when the, the, the Father is going to just stop everything and have the separation judgment. It's going to happen soon. It should happen somewhere around, I would be even concerned that it happened on um, the time of uh, Yom Kippur. But it's going to be in this area because the war, is, war should come, I believe, from everything we're seeing now, that it looks like it's an August-September war. And then God's got to intervene because things are going to be so bad so quickly. But the people need to have authority to call upon the word before that time or they won't pass through that. God says they're going to slaughter many because they wouldn't hear and they wouldn't come to the knowledge of truth and receive the word. So that's a problem for them, and I pray that they will turn from that. Now, what he's saying here is after, after the rapture, after they're caught up to God in the throne, disagrees with Daniel 9.27. Daniel 9.27 tells us that the, the seven years of the Lord is the morning of the day of the Lord. So that time, we now know it's the morning because he's coming as the son of righteousness. And he always comes in the middle of the, you know, the first day of creation was, a, um, was like the first year. The, the first year of the seven years is the, the way of the first spirit, which is to separate light and darkness. That's the work he's doing from this spring till next spring. And then he's going to cause us to understand his words in that, in that second part. The words of wisdom is this, the spirit of wisdom is the second year. And the third year is understanding. And understanding we will be bringing forth the glory of the Lord in that time. That's my understanding would be. Now, it tells us very clearly in Daniel 9, 27, that in the midst of the seven years, he takes away the sacrifice. Go to Psalms 50 and 4, and who is the sacrifice? The sacrifice are those who do the righteous acts of the saints. Those are the ones he's come with his angels to come and gather to him. That's in the middle of the morning of the day of the Lord. That's basically three years and one season from now, because we're now in the summer. 
and it should be, there's three and a half years, 42 months in the morning, because there's seven years, God says, but look what he says. He says they should feed her 1,260 days. That's the people left behind. They are going to be ruled by the heavens, by God in the heavens, and the two witnesses are going to be here for that 1,260 days. So what we're seeing here is the work right now, the male child. The male child has to now come in and be refined, get the water of the words, get back to the knowledge of truth all the way from the day one of creation, understanding what the waters mean, understanding that work, and then do the righteous acts of the saints. We have to build a temple as well during all this time. It, uh, this three years we've got coming, that'll be relatively easy when you understand the words and what the words do. You can build quickly uh, with uh, God. And uh, I'm not sure uh, all the things about it, but God's going to make it known. But, the, you know, when, with the words, you can cause a mountain to be moved from here to there. You can cause a tree by its roots to be cast in the sea. You can build a, a temple uh, with God uh, because God has probably prepared all the stone for this already. Now, and not in the way the world was preparing it or what in the way Israel was preparing it. This is going to be holy. So I believe it's going to be a wonderful thing what God is going to do at this time. But it says she bore a male child and was, rule, was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. We will. Because during this three and a half years, God's going to overcome the beast in this first year. And then what's he going to do? He's going to do what? He's going to cause the plagues to come upon these people. But we, they're going to come to us because he tells us that they will all come. The nations will all come for their food, for their supply, for everything. You know, for healing, for everything else that they're going to come for, they're going to come. You cannot heal those under punishment. But if God sends them, then we can speak a word over them and it'll happen. And so forth. I've already talked about how to speak to the heavens and how to speak to the earth and other audios. So what he's talking about here, and let me make this clear is talking about two events within the seven-year span, which is Daniel 9.27, the seven years. In the midst of the seven years, he will take away the sacrifice and offering. That is us, the sacrifice and offering. And we will go up to heaven, to the best of my knowledge, because we're going to stand there before the Lord, because we've overcome the beast at this time. We've ruled with a rod of iron for these next three years, three and a half years. See, we're losing it right now because God has asked us to already do this. He's willing to give the, uh, the dominion of the earth over to the upright at this time. And we are not to follow the people of the world, which is what Revelation 18, 1-4 says. We have to seek God and listen to him and, and fast and mourn at this time and gather together to stir up love and good works, like Paul says in Hebrews 10, 24-31, and do exactly what the Lord says to do in Joel 2, 12-20. If we do not do that, we will receive of the war and the tribulations, and many of us will die. And they will just... Neighbors will tell on you and do every other kind of evil thing. But God will protect his people because he's bringing forth his kingdom. And he will show that by letting you pass through these judgments. Because he's in charge even of this. These people have planned all these things. But they, the devil cannot come against his words. And Revelation 12, 16, 17 tells you that. This, um, in fact, that last part of Revelation 12, 13 to 17, is all about the dragon and the flood, which is this time that we're in right now. It's, that's talking about the war right now. But also remember, it's talking about the time, a times, and a half time, which is the entirety of the day of the Lord. 
It's different than the first six verses, which is talking about the birthing of the male child. That's different than the talking about the dragon and the kingdom and so forth. Because the, the total time the devil's going to be on the earth is the time of times and a half time. That's 24 and a half years. A time is seven years. We are in the morning and it, uh, the morning time is seven years. This is Daniel 9, the 70th week. So we're in that time now. In the midst of that morning should be the rapture. That's the best I can understand of this. And that makes complete sense with the scripture and explains to you what the male child is, why it's called a male child, why is it was to rule. That means it was created before, but it's going to rule now. The Lord is like that as well. He's going to rule now in this time. And he is the ruler. And we have no authority unless under him. We are, there's nobody that has authority to rule anything without the words. But God is saying in Revelation 2 uh, at the church of Thyatira, he'll give it to all those who will follow his name and do this and call out by this assembly. I pray that this is helpful to you and it's useful. And I pray that you'll really understand it's time for the birthing of the male child. It's time to wake up and realize we've got to get the knowledge of truth. Because if we don't get the knowledge of God, the knowledge of the particles, and the knowledge of what is a male child from the beginning, those kind of things you understand in hosea four six he says we are destroyed um my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge and he's going to reject us as being priests before him meaning you will not be able to call upon his name when you have the troubles and and so forth he says depart from me your work is a lawlessness his law is truth psalms 119 142 but the people aren't trying to seek it they don't understand what truth is and we've been trying to explain it for this period of time as god has made it known I don't claim to be anything special. I mean, I was a terrible um, representative for God of any kind and in my whole life. But God caused these words to be opened. I've tried to do my best to get the knowledge of these words done for all those who will listen, that you might turn to him and he'll pour out his knowledge. Because he says in Proverbs one twenty three, if you will turn, he will pour out his spirit upon you and cause you to know his words. It's as simple as that. And if you have his words, you'll pass through these judgments. Because if you have his words, you'll also be able, because the words come with the Spirit of God, it comes with the, the next thing is he will pour out his spirit of understanding, which is the spirit of truth. It comes with the, makes you know the words, and then he calls you to understand the scriptures. So you can understand how to do the way of the words, to enable all the good works to bring glory. But then he's going to do something even greater. He's going to pour out it when he gives you the morning star. It's coming seven times brighter. In other words, this morning star is the spirit in full power so that every day the full measure of the Spirit is done, not in seven weeks or not, you know, in, in something like that. It's done every day. The full measure of the Spirit of God, the seven spirits, is done that day. So you, you have a massive amount of work you can accomplish because the words bring forth the works, as he shows us in Genesis 1. But now he's combining it into one day to do all these things quickly. Marvelous. Lord, we thank you. We ask you, Lord, to make these things known. Let the people understand it by discerning and thinking and meditating on your word. Cause them to understand, Lord. We pray this in thy precious name. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.